five top overlooked dating red flags. Now in this video, you will discover the dating red flags that you may have not considered as dating red flags, but girlfriend, that will save you a lot of time, a lot of pain, a lot of like giving the wrong man the benefit of the doubt so that you can actually enjoy your time with the right man who cherishes you, who supports you and who's your biggest cheerleader. Hey, I'm Antje Boyd with Magnetize Your Man and together with my husband Brody, we've been helping thousands of successful women all over the world to get a loving, committed and long-term relationship they desire fast. So let's go ahead and dive right in. The first top overlooked dating red flag is incompatible childhood wounds. Now I understand we all have baggage and some to some degree trauma. Some have more micro trauma, right? Like maybe, you know what I mean? Like their grandma was telling them to finish the dinner and they didn't want to finish the dinner and they felt like their will of their grandma was imposed upon them, right? As opposed to, of course, massive, um, what I call macro trauma. And that is, of course, going into, you know, massive abuse and things like that where you're literally felt like abandoned or where you felt rejected, where you felt potentially even threatened and not safe. Now, what I have found um, over the years of working with thousands of successful women is that when there is incompatible childhood wounds, which ironically actually means that you usually have the same wound, it, that usually is a red flag for me because Let's say you both didn't get your needs met. So let's say you're both stuck, you both didn't get your needs met, right? So when you were expressing your needs, you had emotionally unavailable parents. And because of that, um, you didn't get your needs met. Now, also because of that, you're now looking to the outside world to get your needs met. However, because you didn't get your needs met, you actually come from a more empty space internally when you're in a moment of reactivity. So what happens when you get into a moment of an argument, of a breakdown, of a moment where you need support from the other person? Well, guess what? If they have the same wound like you, they are less likely to be able to stay stable and support you in that moment as well. And of course, followed by that is disappointment, blaming the other person, shaming the other person, you know, it should have been there for you, which makes them feel even worse about themselves and eventually makes them either become reactive towards you or shut down. However, when you have compatible childhood wounds, let's say someone didn't get their needs met and somebody else had maybe like an overdoting parent. Now that could work really, really well because the person who doesn't get their needs met actually sees what it looks like to get their needs met. They see a partner who had a wonderful childhood in that particular stage. However, like when there's a breakdown, the partner can be there for them. Now, now let's look at the other side, right? Let's say the other partner who didn't get their, let's say, freedom infringed upon. And let's say, you know, the other partner in this particular case, let's say the woman, you, um, you know, had all the freedom in the world, right? Because your parents didn't care. So now you can model that back to your partner. You know, monkey see, monkey do. We do have mirror neurons inside of ourselves. And because of that, that is a dating red flag if that's incompatible. But the next top overlooked dating red flag is 
shame shields. Now, the worst is when you don't know that you're using shame shields. This particular term comes from Brene Brown, who's a shame researcher, and she identified three shame shields, what we do when we feel shame. Now, on the one end, you can go into aggressiveness. You can go into attack. Well, who do you think you are? You think you have it all together? Right? There could be some response like that. Now, the other one is collapse. And that is like really saying, oh, you're so right. I'm so ashamed of myself. You're so right. I should shrink into the bottom of the earth. Um, you, you, you have all the right to say this way. And you know what I mean? I, you know, I can't even believe I said that. And I'm so, so sorry. And so you keep apologizing and keep collapsing. Um, the last one is denial. And that is like saying, oh, no, I... You know, when a man told me, for example, that I hug too much or kiss too much, right? Like if you had the shame shield of denial, you would say, oh, no, 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 it's all good. I don't need that many hugs. I don't need that many kisses. Like I'm good, right? And so what happens is it's wonderful when you're aware of them. However, if you don't, if you're not aware of them, they are a massive red flag because it leads to highly dysfunctional relationships of reactivity. Like imagine one person has a shame shield of um, attack and the other one has a shame shield of collapse or denial. There's going to be such a dysfunction because the one person will constantly not feel safe and will always feel like they can't be vulnerable. And the other person will feel like, well, they have to deny themselves and they have to neglect themselves and have to abandon themselves and have to constantly be apologetic. And of course, that never is going to work. It's going to be highly codependent. And because of that, it's eventually it's going to hit a plateau. One person is going to work out, walk out because they realize that this is not sustainable and this is not healthy. You can't build trust, trust this way. You can't build true, authentic intimacy um, and security in that way. Now, the next top overlook dating red flag is passive aggressive communication you know and the in the Gottman Institute of course talks about the four horsemen you know one is like contentment and also their sarcasm and all of that so we're looking really at passive aggressiveness you know and you know what's interesting about that is passive aggressive is usually for one it's not proactive so when someone is passive aggressive they actually wait until you say something and then they're sort of passive-aggressive towards it, right? Then they kind of like make you feel like embarrassed or inadequate or feeling insecure because honestly, they are actually afraid to be vulnerable in that moment. And guess what? It's less vulnerable to be passive-aggressive, isn't it? Now, the other also reason why it's so dysfunctional is because usually the passive-aggressive person comes from a household where things got you know, kind of shoved under the rug. And what that, of course, means is that, you know, how one person said it who grew up in an environment like that, what she said, you know, you would go into the house and there would be like, ha, everything, hallelujah, and everything is wonderful and nobody's really attacking each other and nobody's really saying anything and, uh, you know, and people's just doing their thing and then you get in a car with maybe the mom, the dad, the brother, and they just tear each other apart, right? That's a typical example of passive aggressiveness because what that taught that particular person in that moment is like oh well no don't express what you desire to have 
You know, just kind of just think about it in in a sort of a semi-diplomatic way, right? Or you know, maybe you're you just not make the dinner for um your husband, or you know, you just you just eat that last piece of chocolate. I don't know why I'm so much on the food theme right now, <laughs> right? But you do something that's sort of passive aggressive, and you're, you're like, oh. Oh, I didn't know that I was supposed to do that. You knew exactly that you were supposed to do that, but you did that because you wanted to punish your man, which, by the way, is the worst that you can do. If you want to punish a man, uh, you know, it's so emasculating, and there's no chance that you're going to actually have him continue to pursue you unless he's actually, for one, feminine, and for two, like, it's, it's not believing in himself, has actually insecurity inside of himself and wants to have the approval from you, even when he knows he didn't do anything wrong. That's not healthy. Now, the next top overlooked dating red flag is control issues. Now, this can, of course, go to many different extents. It can go all the way to possessiveness, jealousy, a man actually wanting to lock you in, um, actually isolating you from your friends and family. But it can also be as simple as, you know, just kind of, you know, putting your arm around the other person so that they're not really talking to the other person. Or things have to be a certain way, right? Like the person can't look, go left or right. Like immediately you question everything about them. You need, you need to know every step of or where they're going, who they're meeting. And of course, that also comes from a place of deep insecurity. Look, the reason, right, why we want to have control is because we don't trust. And so trust is actually the antidote to control. And then because we don't want to, we, we kind of want to feel the certainty that comes with trust, right? And But, you know, we're not going to get that then we, of course, exert control. Now, and this could, of course, be because you watch that in your household, how one person controlled the other and said, like, you know, you get this kind of amount of money to go on grocery shopping or you, you have to do, you know, this for the weekend, right? Like, we're going to go here, not there. So one person didn't get their needs met and get control and maybe even enjoy to get control because they were so connect disconnected from their own needs. So look, if you have, for example, <clears throat> a child, or let's say, you know, of course, by the way, all adults are just grown up children, that's <laughs> just a side note. So, right, but if you have a child who didn't get their needs met, and they were just basically told, like, you're nothing, you know what I mean, your needs don't matter, right, your voice doesn't matter, then they don't even have a connection to what they want, what they desire, right, because there's also no point to that. And then if they meet someone who's like a control freak, in a way, in a dysfunctional way, they can actually enjoy that because they're like, at least somebody tells me what to do because I don't know what to do. And then I don't have to feel that pain that I don't know what to do. And of course, <clears throat> that's highly dysfunctional because at some point that relationship will hit a plateau. And you know why? Because it's not built based on authenticity. You know, what happens is when we're sort of in the same cycle over and over again, eventually it wears out. You know, in the beginning, there's this excitement, right? He's like, oh, he's the man, he takes a charge, he's in control. But then after a while, you feel like, wait a minute, what about my own empowerment? And, and maybe your girlfriends make a little comment, and or maybe your parents make a little comment, and, and you notice, wait, wait a minute, what about me? What about me emancipating myself? Like, what about my 
independence. This is not a truly interdependent relationship, right? And that's when um, then that's when relationships sort of hit a plateau because they have to make a decision. You know, are you going to step up to the plate and are you going to step into your power and acknowledge what you have lost, which is potentially your boundaries, your sense of self, your desires, what you want in life, um, and instead, like, actually, hopefully, allowing your man to feel safe, to not be as controlling. That's going to be an uphill battle. So for that point, um, I do would look out for control issues. Now, the next top overlooked dating red flag is different dating speeds. What can happen so often is we're meeting a wonderful person, right? And hold on, you know, you're just like thinking about the next date and this particular person already sees you, you know, as, as, as like the potential partner or wants to, you know, dating speeds can also be sexually as well. They want to be intimate right away. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> hold on one second. You know what I just found out with, <clears throat> with I have one, one woman, I, um, I'm coaching right now is that she actually realized, hold on, I can't even imagine right now, even not even visualizing hugging a man or anything like that. I can only imagine him seeing me like from the opposite side of the room. That's already intense enough for me of attention because I'm healing, right? So now imagine yourself to be that woman who's healing. You know, maybe you experience narcissistic abuse, some sort of physical abuse, emotional manipulation in your last relationship, in your last marriage, or even in your childhood. And now he's this man who just wants to have everything yesterday. And so you could, hold on a second, you're more likely to sabotage the situation anyways, even though part of you feels like finally I get the approval from this man. He desires me, he wants me, he pursues me. But there's a part inside of you that doesn't feel safe. And that is because you have <clears throat> different dating speeds. And when you have different dating speeds, then what's going to happen is either you're going to go along with his speed, which then makes you not feel safe in the relationship and which ma makes you even build potential resentment inside of you because you gave your power away, right? You actually don't feel safe and you're trying to desperately get your power back. And now you have poten potential explosions or potential you know, um, <clears throat> side comments like we just discussed in point number three of passive aggressiveness. Now, because of that, it's important that when you have different dating speeds to talk about that early on and to really say, you know what, like I'm noticing, you know, I'm noticing something. Can I be honest with you? You know, and it seems like, you know, <clears throat> you have this and this expectation, you know, <clears throat> did I get that right? And so on, right? So you kind of have a conversation and you actually, by the way, you learn this all in my uh, Magnetize Your Man program. But you're actually setting up an expectation. You say, this is where I am. And are you respecting that or not? Now, and it depends on what the other person is used to. And also, if they're willing to work on themselves. If they're willing to do <coughs> personal development. Because only if they're willing to do personal development can you grow together. Right, so that's why when you have different dating speeds, it's usually not like the most ideal match because it can lead to a lot of miscommunication, a lot of disappointments, and eventually, like potentially even like manipulation and a lack of trust. 
By now, you may have noticed that some of those overlooked dating red flags, you could easily give it sort of like the benefit of the doubt. And you could be like, well, let's just see how it goes next week. And let's see how, you know, the relationship unfolds. And you're not communicating from the get-go. And then because of that, there's an expectation and a path that you set, right? You set yourself up for it. It's a dynamic. And then it's harder to break that because you feel like, well, who am I to now break this dynamic? And and he's wondering, well, who who is she? Is she the one who's now breaking that di- dating dynamic or who said yes to the dating dynamic? And why did she say yes to that in the first place? And then there's going to be like more mistrust, right? And more misinterpretation, more miscommunication that comes from un- unhealed childhood wounds and so on. And it becomes a downward spiral, right? So what we have noticed by now is like that communication is peace and the earlier, the better. And of course, in conjunction with having the right mentor and support by your side who can tell you, you know, step here, don't step here. Next, if you haven't yet, take my free love quiz and virtual coaching session to get your committed, connected and long-term relationship that you desire fast without trust issues, loneliness and frustration by simply hopping over to getlovequiz.com or you can also pop that right here in the description and a comment section as well. Hope this video helped. Lots of love and I will talk to you very soon. Bye-bye.